I do have a couple of new jokes, okay, before I start. So it's very hard every week to find a new joke, you know. So you, have you heard any church uh, bulletin bloopers? Okay, these are church bulletin, uh, but they have messed up with their sentences. So they call it bloopers, okay. I'll read a few of them, okay. Uh, due to the rector's illness, Wednesday's healing services will be discontinued until further notice. This is supposed to be a joke. You should laugh. Okay. Bertha Belch, that's her name, a missionary from Africa, will be speaking tonight at Calvary Methodist Church. Come here, Bertha Belch, all the way from Africa. Okay. This is another one. Applications are now being accepted for a two-year-old nursery workers. Okay, this joke probably doesn't apply to anyone here in India because we don't eat with our spoon. Uh, but uh, this is uh, for someone who... Uh, it doesn't make sense for India, but I think you all have a good laugh. A pastor at a dinner at a home of a couple in his church. After he left, wife said to the husband, I think he stole our spoon. I think he stole our spoon. This bothered her for a whole year. A year later, the couple had the pastor again for dinner. Unable to resist, the wife asked the pastor, Did you steal our spoon last year? The pastor quietly replied, No, I put it inside your Bible. (laughs) Heaven must be rejoicing in this joke. Anyway, lift up your Bible and say, Lord Jesus, influence me this morning. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will speak to us, you will reveal your heart to us, and I pray it will will fall on a good soil. It will produce fruit and Christ will be glorified. In Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, the message I want to share, it's something, we are in the middle of a journey. And we want to share what's going on in the middle of a journey. So it's not something, you know, we just wanted to share for sake of sharing on Sunday. So we are in the process of where we are at right now. And that's what I want to share with you. And it may come a little bit stronger or heavier, but that's why we had a couple of lighter jokes so that it eases up. So the, the main chapter we're going to dwell this morning is from Luke chapter 4. We're going to dwell there for a pretty much time. But the title I wrote down like this, Jesus was the talk of the town. And uh, right now after elections there are a lot of things there was talk of the town. You know, I wrote down 10 things there was talk of the town in the city where we live in. Election, for example, politics, corruption, heat, you know, climate change, inflation, uh, the gas prices going high. You know, who messed up, which is gossip. But in Christianity, we don't gossip. We call it intercession. And um, uh, we kind of talk about stuff and uh, uh, we, we kind of stuff do things that's not really nice. But then movies, jobs, food, water, electricity shortages, all those things. But imagine the verse that I want to read was from Luke chapter 4, verse 37. Luke chapter 4, verse 37, the message version says like this, Jesus was the talk of the town. In other words, the word of Jesus spread around everywhere. The news about Jesus spread around the whole area and everyone was communicating about Jesus. And we live in a city of close to 800,000 people. Maybe 10% of the 800,000 people, 80,000 are Christians. Imagine that. It's not true. We are not 80,000 people Christians in the city. Imagine that if 80,000 people carrying the living Jesus inside of us, what would be the sign and what would be the language of the town 
where we live in so this morning we will not going to go into a direction where what would happen in terms of signs and wonders and miracles we going to talk about the person of jesus if this person of jesus really lives in our hearts how this going to turn out to be and that's what we want to focus on maybe uh, i have few points to share and then we going to close this pretty early so that we can have a time of worship and and have some time of ministry because i believe the word just not only settle in our mind dr ravi zakaria says the longest distance any person can travel is from here to here because i think it has to settle in our hearts that can produce fruit so imagine with me if jesus is here and what would be the talk of the town the truth of the matter is jesus is here in our towns but he lives in us and wants to get out through us but my question is are we positioning ourselves to show jesus to the world or is jesus is just an happy sunday mantra that we do in our life you know sometimes we think okay jesus is like we open the car boot and we say happy jesus time happy hour we do our sunday thing i have done my sunday thing i've gone to church i did my worship i did my tithes and offering and i'm done but i think christians have to live more than just sunday it has to be outside i've i've told this before i'm going to tell this again church literally doesn't stop inside the building church actually starts outside it's easy to be a christian inside the four walls but it's tough to be a christian outside the four walls the literally christianity doesn't stop on sunday it starts on sunday and it's carried out throughout the week so i believe that if jesus is really lives in us and i believe all of you have given your life to the lord and you have accepted jesus as your savior and you have taken a path to walk with jesus that's called relationship with him but i believe if jesus resides in us what would be the sign to this world how we can bring the fragrance of jesus so that people can look at us and say i see something different with this person he is not the same another 2000 doctors that works in this campus he is something different she is something different why because there is something in us that is very attractive to the world out there amen so there are two kinds of christianity one that speaks about abundant life or resurrection without the cross they talk about god is your peon or magic carpet or some mantra or set kind of principles or ethical code these kind of christians is like you, they use jesus as something to gain stuff i pray the prayers i claim the promises i do my stuff so that i can claim my benefits that's the one type of christianity but i don't believe that that's what we preach in papa's house there is another kind of christianity that emphasizes about resurrection the only way get, to get resurrected is through cross no cross no resurrection can somebody turn someone and say no cross no resurrection i think some of you have neck problem we're going to pray for healing in jesus name now turn again and say my prayer always works when i pray this way okay now turn around and say no cross no resurrection okay we're going to spend good chunk of time just to meditate on chapter luke 4 and i like luke the way he wrote because luke wrote predominantly to the gentile audience and that's for us so if for us it makes sense when we read luke not more than reading matthew or john or mark the style of writing so he himself is a, not a jewish guy is a doctor and he writes to the non jewish community so luke chapter 4 verse 1 and then luke chapter 4 verse 14 we're going to read these two ch- scriptures and see what kind of differences it comes then jesus 
full of the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. So he was already full of the Holy Spirit. This is who we are in Christ. The moment you accept Jesus, you have the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agree with this because that's what happens. The Old Testament had a different emphasis. The Holy Spirit came and went because it came for a particular reason to do some particular job and it released. But the New Testament is different. The Holy Spirit comes and resides. So the Holy Spirit doesn't come and manifest. He comes and resides. So Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. The day you call Jesus into your life, you have the Holy Spirit in you. Okay? We all know that. But there is, look at verse 14. It says, Then Jesus returned to Galilee filled with Holy Spirit's power. I highlighted here. So Jesus was filled with Holy Spirit's power. Reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. And I want to take some time and meditate on this particular point. What does that mean to be filled with Holy Spirit's power? From verse 4, what we know from Luke, what he writes under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, from verse 4 to verse 14, there are immense battle Jesus goes through. And we all know that, the three temptations that Jesus went through. And we are not going to dwell on the three temptations, but something in that, that ten verses molded Jesus in such a way that he was not only filled full of the Holy Spirit, he got the Holy Spirit power. The, the Greek word, it's called dunamis. I'm not a Greek scholar. I know a little bit here and there. And uh, I'm still learning English. But I'm working on that. But that's so, don't take my Greek word. I'm not going to say in the Greek it says like, no. The word dunamis means it's a dynamite. That's where we get the word, which means it's fullness. It's explosive. So here he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now he got the dynamite exposure of God's power. And I believe Jesus is the last Adam. He's our elder brother. And we are supposed to follow his footsteps. If that is the case, if we carry Jesus in our hearts, John 1.32 says, I saw heavens open. The Holy Spirit came in a form of dove and remained on him. If that is true in our hearts, that means we as believers are supposed to carry that dynamic power. But sometimes we don't carry that. We are, we are just namesake Christians or we just say, you know, I am just living my own life. We emphasize on our own power of God that can be manifested. And I wrote down a few things. We like the kingdom, but there is no kingdom without the cross. We like the thrones, but there is no throne without the crown. We like breakthrough, but there is no breakthrough without breaking. We like success, but there is no success without failure. We like to conquer, but there is no conquering without surrender. We like healing, but there is no healing without Christ wounding. We like promotions, but there is no promotions without demotion, which is humiliation. Jesus said in John 15 verse 18, If they hate you, they hated me first. We like life, but there is no life without the life of Christ. And why I said this? Because we are in the middle of a journey where we feel everything is falling apart. We feel like, you know, most of our staff, they are at the end of their commitment. They are moving forward. And I, I remember talking this with my brother on the other day. Um, 
you know i was like we are in the middle of stuff which feel like you know what's happening you know everything is almost coming to a point where we are not progressively growing it's like a standstill you know without that ministries could not even happen like we do homeless ministry food to prepare food for 100 people going into the streets you know visiting peace village and things like that it's sometimes it's very challenging to imagine and my wife was telling me on the other day you know what maybe we, god has to start from scratch platform zero maybe we will cook put kids in the back of the car and we'll go again as we started before in the homeless we'll do that if everybody goes let's do that and i was encouraged to hear that from her because i was thinking what do we going to do you know thank god for wives amen? amen so i'm so glad you know and then she is going to cook also so that's going to be even better <laughs> so this is what we are in the middle of that own challenges and we felt in our heart like lord jesus what's going on and the one question we've been asked by the lord again and again am i sufficient for you am i sufficient for you in the midst of this you may not get all the ac you may not get all the workers you may not get all the volunteers you may not get all the finances you may not get even the the things that you are praying for some of your personal needs which i haven't shared with anyone to you but in the midst of all this is am i sufficient for you and i tell you i was on my knees i was just crying i said lord if everything else goes i don't care i just want you i just want you and and i tell you this is not just a statement you make lightly it is it is out of knowing your intense battle and i i believe this from verse 4 to 14 something beautiful happened and that's why jesus was filled with god's power though he had the holy spirit he had the power of the holy spirit and that's why he was the talk of the town and i believe if we take these 10 verses and what we have in those 10 verses if we yield to the working of the holy spirit i do believe the jesus that lives in our hearts will be the talk of the town of vellur amen i believe one day we will really see jesus will be exalted in vellur not the denominations not the churches the jesus that lives in us will be the talk of the town of vellur amen So how do we do this the answer to this question lies in this simple but profound statement Luke 22 verse 42 says not my will but I'm reading from the amplified always yours be done the word always there it's a tense that was used called present continuous tense again I'm not English professor I've told you I'm learning English so present continuous which basically means you don't do it and leave it you just do it and you follow it it's like a keep on yours will be done it's not just on sundays it's not just when it's convenient for me it's not just when it's okay for my feelings it's not just when things goes well for me no yours will be done always which means i bury my will amen that's why i i told you this beginning this is not going to be so easy to swallow but i believe holy spirit is going to give us the grace to take it corin timbom any anybody heard about corin timbom okay she said this there is nothing too great for god's power and nothing too small for god's love nothing too great for god's power and nothing too small for god's love and god does not have problems but solution to the problems in heaven there is no panic 
that's what kori timbum thir so in earth there are there are a lot of panic right we are panicked right yes in if you if you go to england one of their common statements they make is don't panic it's going to be all right says my friends live in oxford every time you know when i try to make a tea or she say no panic you sit down i'll make a tea for you so it's like i'm not panicking <laughs> but it's just a common statement this why some people panic because there are two kinds of christians i told you one kind of christian they are from earth looking towards heaven but ephesians 2 talks differently that's another kind of christians they are from heaven towards earth seated next to him in the heavenlies so the from earth towards heaven their prayer is always petition begging lord you do this something or begging bribing or you know uh, uh, there is another one bargaining these are the three kinds of prayers from earth towards heaven the kingdom kind of prayers or believers they are seated next to christ they have surrendered their will to the will of the almighty so they have said okay lord your will be done and it's not a easy thing jesus even he, he even went through this tragic moment where he felt like i wish this thing passes away and that's why when he shouted that word in aramaic eli eli lama sabakthani which is basically why why god you have forsaken me in a sense like when the sin was upon jesus god could not see the father could not see jesus there was a sense of complete abandonment and he knows that that's what has happened to move away from the father is the most precious thing that he would never imagine doing it but that's why he said i wish you take this cup from me but not my will but your will be done and what does that mean for us you know i wrote down here we live in a culture where we need instant gratification instant promotion instant healing instant breakthrough i'm not pointing anyone's finger i myself i'm a part of this generation where we want everything instant but christ is not after the breakthrough or promotion or healing or success don't get me wrong he wants us to be blessed he wants us to be healed he wants us to be restored he wants us to live abundantly but most importantly he desires that his son jesus christ is formed in us amen he desires that and i tell you this is what in the middle of the journey the holy spirit gently whispered you know in in the midst of all those things you know our building funds we still need to see come through and all those things you have panic you thinking like oh it's already you know june and next june how are we going to promote and do this thing the van and all the it's it's like so many buzzing noises in the midst of this jesus in the holy spirit whispers he doesn't whisper louder it's like a gentle whisper is like am i enough for you and that's where we are at right now i am at right now my wife is at right now and i believe i don't know some of you are in the journey so many of things are going around in your mind family relationship issues family things finances or maybe your challenges at work but in the midst of all this christ is asking this still small voice am i enough for you am i enough for you how can this christ be formed in us i have three simple principles and i believe i'm i'm learning this principle i'm putting it in practice but i believe we will all try to put it in practice maybe it's a blessing for you first one submit to god and resist the devil it is a daily choice in all our activities 
That's what James says. James was the brother of Jesus. In the beginning, he even doubted Jesus. They took offense. John 6 says, they took offense on Jesus. Brothers of Jesus took offense. But then when he writes, he says, I am a slave of Jesus. The modern translation, they put servant because they don't want to offend the slave and servant. So they put their servant. But actually slave means, I don't own me. Someone owns me. And brother of Jesus now says, my life is owned by Jesus. That's what means slave. Amen. Submit to God and resist the devil and a daily choice in all our activities. That means, what does that mean submitting to God? Every time we want to break into a reward, there are two things. There is always options. Only with options we can break into a reward. Without options we can't break into a reward. God always gives you an option. Option to either take a shortcut or option to yield to the work of the Holy Spirit so that Christ can be glorified. And this is everyday activities. Submit to God. And it's not just on Sunday morning thing. It's relationship. It's how do we talk? Whom do we talk? Where do we hang out? You know, what do we eat? Everything. I told you the story. Like I used to be a big guy. I used to pray before I eat. But I never used to pray, should I eat this food? And one day the Holy Spirit said, hey, you pray before you eat. That's good. Your religion has taught you well. But you never prayed, should you eat this? I will be praying with... 300 grams of chicken 65 and semia and a diet coke as if the diet coke is going to cut it off and the Holy Spirit one day said you pray for the food but you never pray should you eat this that's like boom da the light went on okay and I used to ask like should I eat this no 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 started eating rabbit food lost 30 kilos amen okay rabbit food means salad okay Ice cream is a processed salad. Do you know that? Milk. Cow eats grass. Cow produces milk. Ice cream comes from milk. So ice cream is a processed salad. Do not believe this. (laughs) Okay, number two. Yield yourself to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Do what he called us to do. It may be insignificant. But it is deeply significant before the Lord. Yield. What is that yield? If, you, if you've been to America or something, before you get into your freeway, they have this sign called yield. You have to gently go with that. You cannot cut through the traffic. In India, it doesn't exist yet. It will come one day in Jesus' name. So we're going to yield one day to the traffic. And, but that's going to happen. But that's how, that's how it is. It's yielding. That means there is a flow of the Holy Spirit. And you yield. You don't interrupt. You don't say, my way, Lord, do it. No, you yield. How you do that? It's, it's a relationship. It's a trust. You, you cannot just do it on Sunday alone. If you have a relationship only on Sunday with Jesus, yielding will be very difficult. But if you have a relationship day in, day out, day in, day out, yielding would be a most natural thing to do. Why? Because He never gives me the second best. Amen. When I was teenage, I had a crush on a, a Hindu girl. And uh, I, the Indian schools, they used to pledge, you know, all India is my country, all Indians are my brothers and sisters. And I could not say all Indians are my brothers and sisters because that girl is a Indian. So I would say all Indians are my brothers and sisters except under my breath, you know. <laughs> and then in those days, we used to have love letters, you know, you let no iPhone in the... And she would write Om Sri Raghavendra Namaga slash Jesus never fails. 
and i would tear that apart and i would read the rest of the letter as if everything is clear why i share this it may be a little jovial but the point is i didn't want to yield i just want to do my stuff but god to bless me and a lot of people are like that we just want to do our stuff and then expect god to bless that's not christ being your all in all and there are times it will suck your life will be like miserable but it i'm going to yield to the working of the holy spirit amen number 3 surrender to the cross let anything that needs to die let it die so that christ can be resurrected in our life how do we do this three simple practical examination i wrote down here ponder this so that you can you can examine your heart if you have that weird feeling when you talk about a person that you just forgave you still have that you know when you when you are forgiven but you still have that weird feeling that means still christ is not reigning in your heart that means still there are stuff that needs to be brought to the cross bring it to the cross sometimes it comes to me when sometimes people hurt it i have forgiven and it's still there and i say lord why is this there no it's not still crucified i bring that how do you do that you call for their name in the name of jesus and bless them you bless them they will have abundant life they will have a heart to know jesus they will generations will be blessed and you you go on the opposite spirit which is opposite your will but and the direction of the will of god amen number 2 if you have seen someone promoted and you feeling so jealous about it bring it to the cross you know jealousy is a very weird spirit and sometimes people don't know how jealousy jealousy doesn't celebrate god's goodness joyce meyer says this if you cannot celebrate other people's victory god won't give your own victory amen somebody drives a new car your car it needs the touch of jesus you know and you are like how come this person whereas i have done everything on my part my chart looks all clear but how come this person i know this person and that's actually i'm not talking to you you look holy to me but i'm just my my brokenness i'm sharing you know my journey and i need to bring it to the lord and i say lord why i feel this weird feeling you know see someone blessed putting there on the facebook they say god has blessed us this house we are so blessed we are on a vacation in hawaii and you are saying 47 degrees in bellur hawaii may you sink in the water you have never said this but weird thoughts goes there in your mind you know that's what it means you know bring it to the altar bring it to the cross let him deal with it third one if you have witnessed a great reward on someone's life and you feel not good and you think about their past and imagine how they got it bring it to the cross some people say i know this guy he is now preaching well but i know him 2 years ago one guy said when i was preaching in switzerland the charles you know is not the charles i knew i know the charles 10 years ago you remember i don't want to tell the names we are live streaming this this is what happens when people get promoted they immediately they will refer your past i was talking to our friend i said we can never visit our past without the blood of jesus never it's impossible the moment we visit our past without the blood of jesus we are inviting condemnation in our hearts amen this is what i wrote down the last three i want to pray with you it is a lifestyle of trust the kingdom gospel is not the cross 
the kingdom gospel is a resurrection but there is no resurrection without the cross amen we are not highlighting the cross we are highlighting the resurrection but there is no resurrection without the cross one man of god said this way every time when god gives you an opportunity to die don't skip it allow it allow it let him have this greatest privilege of resurrecting you and i don't know where you are at this is where we are at as a family as a ministry we are at lord it's okay if everything goes apart it's okay my children suffer it's okay it's not okay but it is still i know you will resurrect you will resurrect i read this on the other day our job mandate is the cross and christ job mandate is the resurrection amen look at someone and say your job is the cross and christ job is the resurrection we don't need to worry about it but it's going to happen amen and that's it i believe that that this is where we are at in the middle of our journey i want to share this with you some of you know this story you have been praying for us and but i just believe that whatever we go through we go to together this is not a church this is papa's house amen this is a family we are together if one part of the body suffers the whole body suffers the one part of the body gets healed the whole part of the body going to rejoice amen because christ is our resurrection amen but we have to go through this we have to allow this this remember these three things if we can put it again submit to god this is the devil yield yourself to the promptings of the holy spirit and surrender to the cross let anything that needs to die let it die so that christ can resurrect in us his life my friends i tell you his life is much far more greater than the life that we can do on our own i don't know why i'm saying this but i feel that to say this his life in us produces far more life than the life that we can produce on our own let's surrender let's yield let's submit to the work of the holy spirit